Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be continuing our dialogue from last week with regards to talking about confronting and developing direct reports and speaking more specifically about um, techniques and how to give feedback and have difficult conversations. I think some of the things that Valerie and I heard um, in some of the feedback from last week was wish we had had more opportunity to and had shared more with regards to what are some uh, specific ways that people can kind of go about having some of the difficult conversations that we alluded to last week, as well as just techniques and tips for, again, very... Uh, much specifically having the the difficult conversation or the feedback conversation. So that's really what we're going to zone in on today. And uh, with us today to help us have that conversation, we have, um, let's see, two fabulous guests. Our first guest is Doug Walker, and Doug is the author. He's a coach, and he's the creator of AHA Performance a map of Intrinsic Motivation Management Points. Uh, Doug, thank you for being with us. My pleasure, Cheryl. It's good to be with you. Great. And Jordan, have you joined the line? I have joined the line. Fabulous. And also with us we have Jordan Goldridge, who's partner with Custom Matrix Incorporated. Jordan, thank you so much for being on the line as well. My pleasure. And funny meeting you here, Doug. <laughs> Good. How are you? Okay. Good. Also on the line, Valerie, are we going to kind of do this like the view? Valerie's with us all the time, and I've asked her just to stay on the line, too, because I know she has good insight on this topic as well. So, Valerie, we're going to say joining the view, huh? <laughs> yeah, thank Valerie, you, Dr. Right. Yes. Valerie, thank you for also being on the line today. Well, thank you. Looking forward to the conversation. Yes, and I know that some of our guests may be familiar with some of you, and some may not be, so just to give everybody a little bit of perspective uh, with regards to each of you. Could we have you introduce yourselves and maybe start with your fir- yourself first, Jordan, if you could maybe say a little bit about yourself so that we get a little well, bit I'm of a view into the background. And I am primarily these days um, an executive consultant and an executive coach. I do a lot of um, training and developing of leaders, managers, and coaches. And uh, I work with the Center for Creative Leadership as a uh, feedback coach and executive coach, and also my consulting company is um, called Custom Matrix, and we're a multidisciplinary consulting firm. So, appreciate it. From there, I'm sure we'll say more later. 
Yeah, oh, well, love having you on the line, and thank you so again for joining us. Doug, how about a little bit of intro about yourself? Singer in a bar, I just got a call asking me to be on this show. I have no clue what it's about. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, as you already mentioned, I, I wrote a book called AHA Performance, Building and Managing a Self-Motivated Workforce, uh, Wiley Press. And uh, do, um, I do curriculum coaching a lot now around my suite of management tools. Uh, and I'm calling the approach relationship results management because in my work I've discovered that managers who focus so much on results that they screw up relationships actually end up uh, hurting the results that get produced. And managers that are so intent on relationship because uh, they're afraid to um, uh, offend anybody so they don't push as hard as they should for results, they don't get the results that they want. So I'm focused a lot on uh, training managers through a curriculum-based coaching um, method uh, in how to be sure they're doing both. They're managing the relationships and they're managing the results. Excellent. Well, we're going to look forward to hearing what you have to say on performance management today. And I know you like to call it, what were we saying the other time, Uh, performance uh, got oh results management results. I think is what yeah. you were calling it right okay. exactly I, I, when I was in I was doing training for the state of North Dakota um, and it was when I was first evolving from the old performance management model and language which I always bothered me from both sides of the desk both as a manager and as an employee um, and then I looked up the word performance and there's uh, I don't know eight or twelve synonyms but they're all about activity not about results. And I realized as a small um, a small business or organization or agency, you don't survive on activity. You survive or not based on the results you produce. Okay. So I, I uh, made the switch easily to managing results, not just um, managing performance or activity, but I saw how nervous the managers uh, in the group at uh, the state of North Dakota, I was, they started getting really nervous about, oh my God, you're going to hold us accountable for results. That's, you know, scary news. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I realized it has to be done in a way that preserves the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I uh, quickly added that piece back into it. It It's really part of my model anyway. Um, And uh, and that seemed to make a much more palatable offering uh, as well as a much more effective offering. Great. It's evolved since we last talked. Okay, and that's good. And I'm sure it evolved between now and the time we talk again, and that's a good thing. Wherever refining and developing. And I'm loving the way that that's evolved into relationships and results management. Has to be, yeah. Yes, okay. Miss Valerie. Valerie is our Director of Organization Development. Valerie, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, currently, uh, as you said, I'm involved in internal organization development, providing uh, internal coaching, working with um, facilitation, uh, training, um, changing culture change initiative within the organization supporting our um, eye care model for excellence, um, have a past background in nonprofit management and consulting and coaching with nonprofit managers um, working in inner and urban sit, uh, settings. So pretty much um, OD in the last few years, but have a lot of experience in nonprofit management and um, corporate HR. Okay, wonderful. Well, 
thank you for being on this side of the line with us again today, Valerie. Appreciate it. Thank you for giving me that choice. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Jordan, why don't we start with you? And I I kind of framed, I think, as you maybe were still joining our conversation. Last week we did a show, and um, our focus really was on confronting and developing direct reports. And we did a lot of conversations about having the conversation, but didn't really talk about the techniques for having the conversation or the specifics with regards to how to have the conversation. And we received feedback saying we'd like to know how to have those conversations. So what I'm going to do is start with asking each of you, you know, maybe what's your favorite technique for um, our process for having um, difficult conversations or really, why don't we start with uh, giving feedback and then we'll kind of back into the difficult conversations. So favorite technique for providing feedback, Jordan. Well, and you know me well enough to know that I can't just give you a technique without putting a framework around it. Okay, go on for the frame. (laughs) So I think you can get away with saying just about anything to anyone if you put the right frame around it. Mm-hmm. And part of the frame is emotional. So <clears throat> there's a big piece of giving negative feedback that has to do, the success of it has to do with how are you managing your own internal conversation? Oops, that was my other line. How are you managing your own internal conversation? And uh, also how you are managing your emotions. So if I'm giving my report some negative feedback about something that he or she did, and the conversation in my head is along the lines of, wow, you did this pretty well, and this is a developmental thing, and this is a stretcher, and I'm impressed with that. If I have that kind of conversation going on, whatever it is I say is going to come out a lot better than if I'm thinking to myself, I can't, did your mother raise you in a barn? Where do you get off talking like that? What do you think? You know, if I have that kind of conversation going on, um, it's going to be very hard for me to give that negative feedback, and ultimately it goes to just having relationships in general. <clears throat> so having said that, um, <clears throat> the, the model that I use is, um, a, and I'll give credit where credit is due, part of it comes from one of our former instructors in the uh, coaching program, Tom Crane, who wrote a book called The Heart of Coaching. And part of it comes from the Center for Creative Leadership. So the first piece of it is the positive framework. What is the positive intention for giving you this feedback? So you came in late this morning. I could start off with you're late. Or I could start off with my positive intention, which might sound something like, you know, I want to have a conversation with you, and in part it's about how we can have great customer service and great teamwork, and also partly it's about my supporting you in developing your career. So that's put a nice frame around it. And then I'm going to say the second part, which is situation, behavior, impact. Very brief. So this morning you came in late. That's the situation and it's the behavior. The impact is I'm thinking that this is the third time we've had the conversation and I'm beginning to think that, I don't know, either you don't respect me or you don't think it's serious or something. Um, I'm also getting feedback from your coworkers and it's beginning to cause a morale problem. And um, I'm also beginning to think maybe I'm going to have to take some action down the line about this. So, um, and then at that point, the last piece is you toss the ball back to them and you say, so what do you think? Am I off the wall for thinking these things? And that's pretty much the base uh, construct that I use. 
with the understanding that it doesn't work if you're having a very angry, demeaning conversation in your head about that person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Thank you. Um, Doug, let's toss it over to you with regards to uh, Jordan. I love the positive um, intent, the situation behavior impact as a model <clears throat> for providing feedback. Doug, anything you would add, or is there another uh, process or model that you like to use to provide feedback? Well, uh, um, Jordan and I agree with, uh, it seems like, almost everything, and uh, um, I'm certainly in agreement with everything he said. My version of it's a little bit different, but I think the, the fundamentals are the same. I, too, believe that your mindset going into the conversation is huge. Um, I've, I've come to believe that... Um, uh, and this is going to this is going to sound like it's going around the barn a little bit, but uh, but I'll I'll come back to the uh, it's all part of the mindset. I think that um, human beings in general are neither good nor evil. Uh, although I in my college days I got into these lengthy debates about whether we're basically good or basically evil. I now believe human beings are basically needy, and based on their needs and the uh, the the um, overwhelming uh, tug to satisfy them were capable of great good or great evil in our attempts to satisfy the needs. Okay, I so you know what, Doug? I'm going to put a comma right there. And I know you're on the side of the barn and we haven't quite come around, but when we come back from, break, from the break, we're going to hear the rest of what you're sharing with regards to your motto or method that might be a little bit different from Jordan's as it relates to giving feedback. So we're going to take a short break and be right back with more on Leadership Matters. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are there any challenges to your success? You already have what it takes to turn these challenges into results in any area. Find out more when you tune in to The Power of Realism, Why Integrity Matters, with host Jeffrey Canavan. We all deal with adversity and challenges in life and business. We'll talk with those individuals who have faced these challenges and turned them into success stories. By making just a few shifts in your thinking, you too can be one of these success stories. The Power of Realism airs live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology. 
strategy and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. We're back with more on Leadership Matters, and with us today we have Jordan Goldridge, partner with Custom Matrix. Thanks for being on the line, Jordan. My my pleasure to be here. We have Doug Walker, who's an author, coach, and creator of AHA Performance, and um, okay, you have to give me the rest of that, Doug. Uh, Yeah, AHA Performance, colon, the subtitle is Building and Managing a Self-Motivated Workforce. I'm also the performance specialist at Insperity, a company that provides HR and leadership management development services for small to medium-sized businesses primarily. So. Excellent. Thank you. And then on the line also we have Valerie Wright, who is the Director of Organization Development here at the Neighborhood Health Association in San Diego. Thanks, Valerie, for being on the line. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes. And before we went to break, Doug, you were sharing with us as you kind of came around the side of the bar yep. your um, version, one might say, of a performance feedback model. Want to continue? Yeah, um, what what I've come to believe is that human beings are neither basically good nor basically evil, but basically needy. And based on the power of these needs within us, we're capable of great good and great evil and the choices we make as to how we go about meeting uh, our needs. And I think the people that we think of as bad people in the world or in our lives are people who try to meet their needs at the expense of others. So a bad manager, uh, the kind of managers people don't like, are the ones who try to meet their needs or the customer needs, but at the expense of the employee. Good managers, I think, try to meet their needs and the customer's needs without negatively or adversely impacting employees' needs. Great managers meet their needs and the customer's needs while helping the employee meet his or hers. And heroic managers actually help the employees sometimes meet their needs uh, at the expense of the manager's own needs. So an employee's got to get home for a babysitter. Sometimes the heroic managers will say, well, you know, I'll I'll cover your shift for you while you go do that. I, I never try to talk people into being heroic managers because you got to get your needs met in there too. But I certainly try to be uh, a great manager and try to encourage people to meet your needs and your clients' needs while helping your employee do theirs. So with that as a, as a framework or a mindset, I typically will begin the feedback, even if it's around something that's happened mm, two or three times, is clearly an issue we've got to correct by saying some version of you're not in trouble. In other words, I want to take this out of uh, what I call a values level uh, of talking about this where something's good or bad or right or wrong and take it down to a program level where it's just effective or ineffective. So I, I want to remove the level of threat from the conversation because 
when people feel threatened, a little gland in the back of the brain, the amygdala, which does a bunch of things, and one of the things it does is picks up threat and then shuts down the frontal lobe so people can't think when they're under stress. It's like, oh, I know that, I just can't think of it. Um, but it sends them into fight or flight. Well, if I'm trying to get them to work with me on solving this, I don't want them either fighting me or fleeing from me to where they either quit and leave or worse, they quit and stay, which uh, some people do if they're feeling attacked. So I want to have the conversation where it's just not, it's not that this is good, it's not that it's bad, it just is, and it's a producing a result that's either effective or ineffective. So it's that mindset that I, that I go into the conversation, and then, then I'll say, you know, here's what I want to talk to you about. Um, you're, this, is, this is the current situation. You came in late three times in a row. Here's what I want you here on time. And then I want to have a little conversation about is there anything in them that would benefit from being in on time other than avoiding these miserable conversations with me. But in terms of their work ethic, in terms of their career, do they see any value to coming in on time? I say, in other words, I want them to buy in to the behavior I want them to um, uh, to produce. Uh, and then we'll talk about, you know, what's your current process for getting here to work on time. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep coming in late. Are you willing to change something about what you're doing? And, and uh, so the, the three focus points of the actual conversation, what have we got? What do I want, and can I get you to want what I what I want, and what I want you to want? Uh, and then, what are you currently doing that has us where we are, and what can we figure out to do differently that'll get us where I want you to be, and where I hope you want to be as well? So, what got doing are the sort of the focus areas of feedback for me. Okay, so what got doing? Want want oh, got want. doing? Oh, want. What do I want? Yeah. Say that this, again. This is what I want. I want you to be here on time. I this want. is what I've got three times in a row. You're in late. Got. Okay. So th- there's something you're doing in the morning that's, you know, got you coming in late, or you're doing the night before that's got you coming in late. I don't want to pry into your personal life, but we got to work this out. This is going to take a behavioral change on your part in order to produce the on-time results. So I, I want to know, is there anything in it for you to be here on time? And it could be that at a certain point, Your job may be uh, at risk here, but it also could be in that conversation I discover there's child care issues or, you know, something like that. So uh, I don't want people to feel attacked and defensive. I want them to buy into the the value of being here on time and then work with me on coming up with a a way that they can behave to get here on time. Mm -hmm. Good. Wonderful. And I'm loving what I'm hearing from both of you, uh, Jordan and Doug with regards to uh, starting with that positive intent in mind and um, whether it's, you know, framed around that positive intent or framed around understanding what the other person's needs are, what your needs are, and how to support getting needs met, not at others' expense, um, but certainly in a way that's compatible. Uh, Well, everything I learned, I learned from Jordan, so my stuff will sound a lot like (laughs) his. And Jordan, who'd you learn from? Valerie? Well, it's interesting because while Doug was talking, there were a number of conversations going on in my head. Okay, let's hear some of them. um, Whenever we get together, it always sounds like we're saying different things, but really it's not. Doug, for the the audience, Doug and I both taught, um, along with Dr. G., in um, a program at San Diego State called Coaching for Organizational Excellence. And 
San Diego State has ended all its leadership programs, and that program is now moving over to Chapman, uh, Brandman Chapman. So we'll be starting coaching programs in September. So we all know. Yeah, we're looking forward well. to it. <laughs> and um, uh, so what I know is when, it, when in my model, when the, the model that I put out there, uh, positive intention, situation, behavior, impact, and I say, and then I went, what do you think? Am I off the wall? Um, in my, it, the way I have it arranged in my head is that whole thing that Doug just talked about came up. Is there anything in it for you to make this change? Am I being ridiculous? Is there something I'm missing? Um, I, I tend to be a little bit more in my style. I'm, you know, let's face it, I'm from New York. And I, and I grew up in a you, you haven't overcome that yet, have you? <laughs> I, I tend to be a little bit more initially direct. But I think it really does all go back to, I, I've listened to what Doug does and for years on, on these kinds of things, and I think it ultimately all goes back to what's in your heart. And if what's in your heart is I wish to have a respectful, you know, true respectful interaction, I, I, I want this to be a win-win, I don't want to fight with you, <laughs> um, it has to be backed up a little bit with I'm willing to, <laughs> Uh, for some people, but for the most part, if, if really what you're trying to do is make it work for the customer, as Doug said, and work for the workplace and and work for the employee, that a lot of stuff um, can get said in a variety of different ways and different orders, um, but it ends up it ends up working. Mm-hmm. So, and I love that. So, so much starts, and it is a matter of the heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. Matter with of that. the heart, matter of intention. Mm-hmm. And under what conditions do you, mm-hmm. under what conditions do you trigger me, or what do I allow to trigger me, mm-hmm. so that I leave my original intention of being helpful, adding value, and being respectful, mm-hmm. and sort of default to being resentful, angry, and retaliatory. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that happens to all of us, and in some ways is the most important part of managing conflict is managing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I know that Valerie started off with saying one of the things that she does is kind of supporting our um, team and our staff and our culture around our model of I care, which really is about integrity. It's about treating people in a courteous way. It's about being attentive and responsive to their needs and excellence, which is always doing our personal best. But we say you really miss the mark of excellence even if you get the job done if we didn't do it with compassion. And so, you know, all those things wrapped together. Valerie, any thoughts for you come up through this conversation? Uh, One of the things I would do, understanding there is a framework uh, in terms of approaching the conversation, uh, asking permission to actually have the conversation sometimes help, and start by asking the employee to assess their own uh, behavior or performance. If it's around um, ongoing performance issue, ask them, you know, what do you think uh, your behavior is or about the behavior you just exhibited that I'm going to have the conversation? So ask them for their own assessment of what the behavior or performance is and then um, tell them what I observe in terms of their behavior and what I would expect because part of it is getting them to own that as you have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I would add that sometimes it's good to have them actually assess their own behavior. Mm-hmm. Very good. I like that. And I do, too. 
and certainly asking permission to have a conversation. Is this mm-hmm. a good time? Is this a good space? Um, creating a mindset that we're getting ready to dive into this um, piece of feedback. So, right. Um, and then as um, I think Doug was saying, in a way, though, that um, certainly allows them to relax. So yes. that what we don't get is that fight or flight um, energy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a thought that comes up for me, if I might. Oh, um, sure, please. Mm-hmm. That's tied both to Doug's um, comment about not tripping the amygdala <laughs> and to Valerie's about asking permission. And it's, it's sort of a, again, if you're saying it to be politically correct, it won't work. No. Mm-mm. But if your intention really is to create a safe space where you can have conversations, um, I call it taking the one down. So if I'm your manager, instead of saying, I don't like what you're doing, or why don't you try it this way? And by the way, feedback can be positive or negative, but we, but my experience is normally we're talking about it's hard to give negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where all the examples are coming from. But I could approach and say something like, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job as your manager if I didn't point out some negative consequences that are... Uh, that could come from the direction that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to that? Yeah. And that goes to Valerie's permission. Would you mm-hmm. be open to my giving that to you? Mm-hmm. Very and, good. and it's very disarming, um, and mostly people will say yes. It's also a good way you could manage up with your boss. You know, boss, I wouldn't be doing my job as your employee if I didn't point out some ways that what you just suggested I do could cause us a lot of trouble. Do you want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Fabulous. And, We're going to take uh, another short break and be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Jordan, when we return, I'm going to ask you to share a little bit about having difficult conversations without damaging relationships, and we'll all join in on that conversation. Also, Valerie, we'll ask you if you would uh, read any of the questions that we've received from our listening audience. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're continuing our conversation on developing and confronting uh, I should say, confronting and developing direct reports. And today we're talking more specifically about how to have the difficult conversation and how to give feedback and some techniques and models that can be used for doing so. I think, Jordan, before we went to break, I asked that when we return that we would have you share a little bit more about, um, I know you've shared a couple of techniques already with regards to having difficult conversations while managing the relationships. Maybe we have you highlight those succinctly and then maybe move into uh, you know, maybe once we've transitioned from a space that feels like we're having from a coaching conversation to maybe more of a um, conversation that's performance management about uh, to head into more of a disciplinary track, mm-hmm. if there's a difference in what that sounds like, what that might sound like. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, in summarizing, I think in terms of having powerful conversations, and maintaining relationships. Um, I think Doug and I are saying very similar things. It's, it, number one, it's about your mindset and it's about your intention. And to the extent that you are internally intending goodwill for the other person versus having moved to a demeaning, negative conversation in your own head, you'll have much more like, uh, much more of a chance to be uh, helpful and to come out of it successful. Uh, Having said that, so the first piece is managing yourself, and then the second piece is just some structure around if I'm just going to give you negative feedback, which means I'd like you to do something differently, it's positive intention, and then situation behavior impact, and then what do you think? And Doug threw in the piece that, and it could, you could start with it or, or come at it with it, what do you think, which is really, is there anything in this for you to change? Like, what, what does this look like to you? So, so you're having a conversation. Uh, there are some little tricks around taking the, the one-down position, like I wouldn't be doing my job as your boss if I didn't point out this. Would that be okay? Or managing up, I wouldn't be doing my job as your employee if, or as your team member if I didn't tell you I think this is going to end horribly. Do you want to hear it? Um, but it's always giving people, as Valerie said earlier, the permission to say, no, I don't want to hear it. Um, I guess there's, you know, transitioning, I guess there's one situation where they're going to hear it one way or the other, and that is where it really is a disciplinary issue. There's something going on that's 
breaking company policy or that could ultimately get somebody fired. And uh, my experience has been that um, one of the biggest, the, the way you tell that you were successful in the first one is that you get buy-in from the person. And one of the real difficult shifts about this conversation is that if it is truly moved to a place where the person is continuing their behavior, you've tried the other stuff, it hasn't worked, and you need to let them know if they continue doing what they're doing, this is going to lead to disciplinary consequences, then the goal is no longer that you get their agreement. The goal is that you tell them clearly. So one of the things that really makes it difficult to have that disciplinary conversation is that the employee may argue or blame or deny or cry or do any of the number of things that are very hard to, to handle. Mm-hmm. And if you're evaluating that they come out saying, yes, Jordan, or yes, Doug, or yes, Cheryl, I agree with you, this is uh, this was terrible stuff for me to do, and I need to change it. If that's, if that's what success looks like to you, 99% of the time you're going to feel like a failure. So it really is about the model is this. It's, this is where you are. This is what you're doing. This is the behavior description. This is the expectation. These are the consequences that are going to flow if it keeps on happening. And, you know, this is how long you have to get there. And it's, you know, I'm here to help. But, but, but it's, did I give you a clear message as opposed to, did you agree with me? Mm-hmm. Great. Doug, anything you'd like to add? No, I, I really like that and uh, agree with that as the approach. I think the only thing um, that I would do just a little bit differently, I wouldn't say uh, that that I'm going to give you negative feedback. I just say it's feedback. Mm-hmm. And then I encourage the person to make the determination whether it's uh, good or bad, right or wrong, positive or negative for them, rather than me making the presumption that this is negative feedback. Um, it's most likely is. Uh, and even the, you know, what we're going to do if you don't do what we're saying needs to change, this is, this is the consequence for that. Is it punishment? Mm, well, it may feel like punishment. It's just what we're going to do. And if you don't like what we're going to do, then I'd suggest you change your, your, uh, you know, your behavior around here. If you don't mind what we're going to do, go ahead and behave that way and we'll do what we say we're going to do. Um, but I try to make it not good, bad, not right, wrong, not positive, negative. It just is. So just to be clear, totally agree with you, Doug. And I, I miscommunicated. It wasn't my intention to model saying to the person, I'm going to give you negative feedback. I was sort of saying as an aside, all the examples are negative because that's what people are, have trouble doing. But absolutely not. The, the feedback is behavioral. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. when, when this happened... In this situation, this was the behavior, this was the impact, mm-hmm. and um, and it's behavioral. It's not evaluative. You're totally correct about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Uh, Valerie, anything you'd like to add? Uh, I'd just extend what Doug just said and, and even call it information. I'm going to give you some information that, you know, will help, may be helpful in terms of getting you to where we need to be in whether it's performance or behavior, and I distinguish between the two because sometimes performance is about not meeting numbers and not, you know, clients or what have you, and behavior about things that are 
you know, observable in terms of attitude and that kind of thing. So I would I would just talk about it in terms of the uh, information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Valerie, I know you've been scanning the um, emails and the and the phone lines. Any um, input from our listening audience? I do have a question. I just printed down, and I will read it. It's from Margie in Connecticut, and she wants to know. How can I approach my supervisor to have a conversation about how her negative approach impacts the team members? She asks a question and then talks over team members when they try to respond. Her style stifles creativity. Do I schedule the meeting and tell her beforehand what the conversation is about? (laughs) My first thought was, how do you approach a supervisor? I'd say carefully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here wanting to ask a whole bunch of questions about what's the relationship and and what is she like and what is, you know, back back to Doug, what what motivates her, what's important to her. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, But I I would say there's that one down thing, which is the positive intention is, uh, you know, I'd like to have a conversation with you about how we could be more how the team, you know, how how we could, um, you know, spur the creativity of the team, and then the situation behavior impact is in this situation when you do this, the team shuts down. What do you think now? Having that would be sort of the model, but whether or not you say that depends on whether or not this person has a tendency to punish the the messenger, whether they're open to hearing it. Um, it, it usually takes some work to really target what is this communication going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my belief um, uh, along the relationship results model is that whether you're ma- uh, managing up, down, or sideways, you've got to manage the relationship if you want to be effective with that person. And my further belief is that a relationship is strong or weak depending on two things, perceived care and credibility. So if you've got a relationship with your boss where they know you care about them uh, as well as yourself and your team, and you're credible, meaning they can trust you and you tell the truth, and you're competent, you know what you're talking about, then you probably have a relationship strong enough to have that conversation. If you don't have a relationship strong enough to have that conversation, I think it's a riskier one to have. Mhm. Mhm. Nice. Good. Any additional thoughts on that? Oh, very nicely said. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I think so too. So I've been actually sitting here kind of mapping out all of the great input from each of you. And um, Valor, I love the starting with the asking permission with regards to at least creating space to have the uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then um, the... Um, Self-assessment, maybe even providing that opportunity for the person to share their view with regards to how things are going and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, and keeping in mind that the whole conversation started with what Jordan and Doug talked about relative to the positive intent mm-hmm. and having both parties' um, needs in mind and not getting your needs met at someone else's expense, but trying to figure out what's the both end in that situation. And then the situation behavior impact, Jordan's great for making it clear with regards to what uh, people are talking about. I love adding to the situation behavior impact either suggestion if we're at the kind of having the coaching 
conversation or expectations if we're having that performance management conversation and then going into what you said next, Jordan, with regards to if it's that performance management conversation, it's here's my expectations and here are the potential consequences um, as a follow-up to that. So I think that that really provides our listening audience with some models and some structure and some things to kind of play around or should they play with um, relative to having some of these more difficult performance management conversations. And I think as Jordan kind of alluded to, we've began tackling the conversation of how to give difficult feedback, um, but also recognize just how essential it is to get positive feedback so that we continue to receive behavior and have people <clears throat> perform in a way that actually, when they are kind of like delivering the results and uh, engaging in a way which we want to have it done to make sure that that continues by encouraging it and giving the positive feedback as well. haven't talked as much about giving positive feedback because that tends to be easier to do. We just have to be mindful, certainly, to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a mindset thing, and one of the recommendations I often make to managers <clears throat> is that they think about the top 20% of the people who report to them. So let's say you have 20 people who report to, the, report to you. That's going to be four people. And that once a week, you know what, Jordan? I'm actually going to put a comma right there. Sorry about that. I'm going to go in and take a commercial break, Jordan. Ah, But when we come back, we're going to start right with where you are leaving off. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. And continuing our conversation on confronting and developing our direct reports, uh, specifically talking today about techniques and giving feedback and having difficult conversations. Jordan, before we went to break, you were expressing a point. I want to just have you pick back up. Yeah, and, and just quickly, there are two ways you can say positive things. Well, there are more than two ways, but there's two ways that, that I'm thinking of you can say positive things to people. One is to acknowledge things about them that you admire. So, for instance, if somebody comes to you and gives you a piece of bad news that could actually get them in trouble, but honesty and integrity got them to do it, one of the things you could do is step back and say, you know, I admire your integrity, or I want to acknowledge your integrity and your candor. Thank you. And the other thing you can do is you can thank people for what they did. And I, and I don't mean patting them on the head. You did well. I mean... You, the situation behavior impact, you handle, you know, that angry customer, what you did with that angry customer worked very well, and you have to give the behavioral description, and I want to thank you for that. Um, so you could, one of the things that it is helpful for managers to do is to actually make a plan that um, that once or twice a week, they're, well, at least once a week, that they're going to um, find something positive to comment on in their top 20% of their employees, and then also do it for other people as well. Wonderful. I think that's good because that way a person becomes intentional about doing it. Sometimes we exactly. just don't do things because we haven't committed to being intentional. You know what? I'm going to actually zig and zag a little bit on us. We've talked a lot about actually giving feedback. What about receiving feedback? Any thoughts with regards to how do we graciously receive feedback? You're asking me? Uh, Mostly by saying thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, one of the things that I encourage people to do when I'm coaching them is to... um, uh, is to identify an uh catcher. I learned that Toastmasters, when you're learning to speak and you want to speak in front of people without saying um a lot, you ask someone in the audience to be your um catcher and give you feedback for all the times you said um. It needs to be somebody you trust, somebody, uh, again, who you believe cares about you and is credible. They're competent and they tell the truth. So uh, if you've got, again, the good relationship, then I think it's a great idea to have an um catcher, have somebody who gives you feedback. Um, be, um, there it is. Because um, <laughs> now I'm going to catch myself saying it a lot. I think there are uh, – you're familiar with Johari's window? I am indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, where he says there's some parts of us we see and others see, some parts of us only we see, some parts of us only others see, and some parts of us nobody sees. Well, if you've got uh, an a catcher that you an um catcher that you trust, then they can help you see the parts they see that you'd otherwise miss. So seeing 
feedback as a valuable asset in helping you know more of the truth about yourself and therefore managing the truth you want to put out there better, I think is a great idea. I also think receiving feedback is difficult because so often it seems like criticism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and I and I think I would just kind of add to that, and I, I love that with regards to asking for feedback because sometimes we don't receive it because we don't um, project that we're open to it or people don't feel right. comfortable providing it. So asking for it so that people know that we are open to receiving it and then being willing to engage in that whole listening, 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 mm-hmm. um, allowing them to communicate their thoughts without interrupting them mm-hmm. so that we don't sigh, but certainly take a deep breath, one might say, <laughs> Correct. and take it in mm-hmm. and think about it. And I do, I, I love whoever said, I heard the, vo- the voice that said, thank you. That's how you, how you receive it graciously. Right. So to right. say, you know, thank you, and to, to acknowledge that, you at least think about it. You know mm-hmm. what, I'll, I'll think about this. Or sometimes we know right away that, gosh, that's something I can implement and do something with, and other times it is something we're going to have to maybe think about and circle back and maybe mm-hmm. have a conversation about later, but certainly receiving it graciously graciously so that we continue to do, as you're speaking of, Doug, with regards to that Jahari window, uh, increasing our awareness about our potential blind spot. Mm-hmm. Hard to correct the things we can't see. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We can't manage those things we're not aware of, so it allows us to be able to have better control and do self-management once it's brought into our awareness. Final thoughts. Jordan, why don't we start with you? Well, it's been a pleasure having this conversation. I guess if I had to summarize, it would be really it's about managing yourself. There's some tricks of language, but I would just go back to if your heart's in the right place and you're able to maintain a positive uh, intention with the person in terms of being helpful, respectful, all of that, you'd be a lot more successful uh, in delivering difficult feedback and having candid conversations and maintaining relationships. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, Doug, how about a closing thought from yourself? Well, I, again, uh, Jordan and I are almost always in complete agreement about these things. I think he said it extremely well. A metaphor I use when I'm uh, speaking or, or doing training is a hat pin and a balloon. How do you get the pin into the balloon without blowing it up? And if you're a manager, how do you get a difficult point across without blowing up the relationship? So keeping in mind, my job is to deliver the message while preserving the relationship and that these two are not not um, intrinsically in conflict, that there is a way to do both. Just like with the balloon, a little chapstick on the needle, you go in through the North Pole, you can get the needle into the balloon without blowing it up. And if you learn some of the things like uh, Jordan was sharing, taking the one down uh, position, uh, asking for permission to share some of these things, having the care and the credibility first in your heart, but uh, delivering it in such a way that the person believes it, um, I, I think is uh, is key to delivering that kind of feedback as well. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And Valerie, closing thought for yourself? Yes. Um, it's about being authentic in delivery of that feedback. And I think one of the things we didn't talk about, but because we're talking about direct reports, it's about follow-up on progress, offering support, um, keeping that relationship line open uh, as the person begin to work on the behavior or performance, um, 
making sure whether it's a verbal or a written plan so that there's something to track in terms of follow-up and um, just letting the person know you care about them making the improvements. Wonderful. Thank you. And, um, Jordan, I know that the coaching certification program has moved from San Diego State to Brandon. you want to say a little bit more about that? Well, the... Um uh, the program at Brandman is, starts the third Tuesday of uh, September. It'll be from 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock on eight Tuesdays, and it's called Executive Coaching, uh, Assessments, Feedback, and Development Plans. Okay. And so, um, <clears throat> as you might know, uh, this class is being co-led or co-taught by two incredible coaches. <laughs> <laughs> One of which is named Dr. G, and the other one is, is uh, Jordan Goldrich. So um, this is this is the opening um, this is the opening act for the rest of the program, and, and we certainly would encourage people who are in San Diego to take a look at it. It's probably not posted yet on the Brandman uh, Chapman. By the way. Chapman University has changed the name of its extension to Brandman, so Chapman and Brandman are the same thing. So it's probably not up yet, but um, uh, should be soon. Okay. Well, great. Thank you for asking. Uh, thank you. And, Valerie, I um, want to also just share with regards to our listeners who might want to share topics for the future as well as any questions. Okay. That number is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Or they can email Dr. G at innovisions.org. Uh, that's dr.g at innovisions.org. Okay, great. Well, thank you um, all three, um, Doug and Jordan and Valerie, for being with us today. I've certainly enjoyed the conversation, and I'm hoping that our listening audience were able to pick up some techniques and models or food for thought with regards to having difficult conversations and still being able to maintain relationships. I'm going to ask our listening audience to join us next Wednesday, and really thank you for tuning in today. And please spread the word and get more tuning in to Leadership Matters, where we're informing leaders and inspiring solutions. Uh, Thanks again. Enjoy your week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.